0: PMVR Draft Pod, it's that time of year where our guys are working their asses off and this year maybe a little more so because we're adding some real talent to these college football programs here in Colorado. Love that we can stay a little local on today's episode as always presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the king of sportsbooks, where right now you can... Hammer away on everything and anything. We all went many units heavy on Bryce Young's first overall pick. Last episode, don't miss out while well, you still can. I'm joined by Justin Michael, Jake Schwanitz. Boys, in that order, how are
1: we doing today? Doing good, man. I mean, we got through the, the first day of the early signing period, which is essentially like the real national signing day now. You still have some trickle guys that end up signing late and then, in the original signing period, you know, come February, but yeah, the early period has kind of taken some of the luster out of, you know, the classic signing day, but it's just nice to get through it. It's an exciting time. Obviously a CSU and CU both recruiting well, uh, respectively within their, their conference. So it's, it's really good to see
0: Jake, you, uh, you thriving right now.
2: I'm surviving. Oh yeah. Well, it's this. Good. good. Um, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really cool. I'm very excited to see how it all ends up once we actually get the signing day in, November, in uh, February. But early signing day was a ton of fun. And uh, we had a basketball game last night, too. It was absolutely insane. Snow was everywhere. Um, I'm here. I'm breathing. The true
0: Colorado experience right now, Justin, he's getting it from all ankles.
1: Yeah, Merry you, Christmas. The, the late night drive in the snow down I-25 mm. and everybody is mm. unnecessarily breaking and making it even more stressful than it needs to be. That's yeah. that's a December staple, man. No, awesome. It was
2: quite the experience. Um, I mean, I basically just drove behind a semi the whole way. That motherfucker was packing the snow down for me the whole way I was cruising, bro. Oh,
0: good thinking. <laughs> See, this guy knows. This guy knows. Um is that a technique you learned straight from Coach Prime?
2: Um, I've learned many things from Coach Prime already, uh-huh. I don't think that's one of them. <laughs> okay, great.
1: Do you think Dion well, that... drives himself in the snow? Cuz I Absolutely know.
2: Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Oh. No. He's got he's got a sprinter van that he's like <laughs> driving around in or not even driving, riding around in.
0: Beautiful. Um, right now, we're going to just catch up on some of the latest in college football world. Lots has changed since we last talked. Uh, obviously, with all these transfers, we got to stay on top of things a bit more. Um, and then we can get into some mock draft talk before we jump on into our usual uh, predictions and what have you. Jake, you kind of suggested this of the transfers that have
2: gone down so far.
0: What's standing out to you? Um,
2: Is this where I talk about Travis Hunter? Please do. So Uh, Travis Hunter has joined Colorado, the number one overall recruit in the 2022 class. The number one transfer portal uh, player this year. He is obviously a both ways player. He's going to be a star in the NFL at some point. I'm, I've am i been telling Arcade, this guy needs to play wide receiver, man. What I saw in the Celebration Bowl last weekend was pretty insane. I mean, he could probably be one of the better cornerbacks in the country and probably a first round, maybe a top half of the first round draft pick at that position too. But what I saw at wide receiver um, last Saturday was truly special, and I think that he and Shador have an insane chemistry going right now.
1: He kind of looks like Justin Jefferson with the way that he runs routes. I texted that to you on the touchdown yeah. where you know, he breaks out wide and then gets just yeah. torches the DB. They run like kind of with that same, just like they look like they're running angry. Like they don't necessarily look fast. And then all of a sudden you realize they're 10 yards past the DB. He had a monster game. I mean, that's what you want to see from those, you know, big time players and the big time moments. Obviously the, the fourth down play was just, just insane. It was a really fun game. I mean, Probably the the first time that the entire state of Colorado was watching <laughs> the uh, Jackson State bowl game.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. He's just so twitched up, man. He's just small right now, um, like 160 pounds, 100 maybe a buck 70 soaking wet. So he's got to put on some weight before we can talk NFL. Um, I'm kind of surprised, though. I really had him penciled in as a corner. And the fact that this is even a conversation, I think, tells you the kind of uh, talent and upside he has at wide receiver as well. You know,
2: he can play anywhere he wants to, man. He is truly, I think, I don't want to say generational talent, but he is truly special and just moves and plays different than most players in the game right now. Uh, about this- Shador. Yeah. Shador, let's talk about him. Um, So the comparison I keep going back to and throwing out is Cam Ward last year because Cam Ward did a similar thing. He came from Incarnate Ward, uh, moved up to the Pac-12 at Washington State, and he's a similar type of player, really accurate. Can move, um, isn't the most dangerous when it comes to running, but can move and can gash you if he wants. Um, Just how he kind of – his progression throughout last season and the jump that he made – Sometimes week over week, sometimes it was a jump backwards. I think that's something that you can expect from Shador, but Shador's going to have so many insane guys at wide receiver. Travis Hunter is going to be there, obviously. Um, Kevin Coleman is probably going to come over from JSU also. So he's going to have guys to throw to. He's probably not going to put up the numbers that we saw this year at Jackson state. I'd actually probably bet more passing yards, less touchdowns. Hmm. Um, but he is insanely accurate. Insanely accurate. His ball placement is out of control.
1: That's probably what stood out the most to me in that that freedom bowl is just the, the placement on a couple of those throws. I don't think he has like the livest arm in the world. I don't think you're like really worried right. about him, you know, ripping it up the seam and just like making that, you know, dart of a throw over the yeah. linebacker in between the safety, but He's got nice touch. If you put him in a in a good position, he's demonstrated, you know, good decision making. I do think some of the NFL talk with him is a little bit premature just because, you know, like we said, we we've seen the accuracy, we haven't really seen him make some of those really dynamic throws yet. But it's obviously a big time big time pickup for this program. I I do think there is an argument to be made that you potentially pushed a better NFL prospect out the door in Owen McCown in terms of just the quarterback position. But obviously it makes plenty of sense given the the circumstance and how this is all playing out.
2: He landed at his feet at UTSA, actually. So um, good to see there. Casey Roddick, a good offensive lineman for the Buffs last year, landed at Florida State too. So these guys are finding places. Yeah. UTSA, man,
1: under trailer. That's a... Yep. That's a wagon right now. They play good football, and they've got an identity. I'm shocked he hasn't been picked up by a bigger school yet. Yeah,
0: he's going to be good. He's obviously way smaller. I think what really stood out to me from Shadur is that poise, man. Um, yep. And there is once in a while you'll see a throw where it's like, man, that was really backloaded with a dude in his face, and he still got it there out to the sideline. Like, I think we're maybe overlooking the arm strength a little bit, but. Um, I mean, that's going to be the huge question and, uh, and then it's going to come down to some NIL stuff. Like, can you keep them or is the, are the NFL sirens going to be too intriguing? I, I am shocked nationally, some of the hype and like, uh, like Heisman favorite type stuff, but you know, I mean, it's also the, uh, you know, the, the Dion hype is like off the charts right now. and Um, So, I think think
2: part of it, too, too is this offense they're going to be playing in. It's going to be night and day from what we saw in Colorado last year. I mean, they were really hamstrung just by the talent on their roster, but this is going to be a fast offense. They're going to try and get 80, 90 plays, 100 plays in a game. Um, They're going to have these big offensive linemen, a much improved offensive line. They're going to need time to gel together, obviously, but the talent at each individual position is better. Um, they'll be pulling across, trying to get downhill on guys, too. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Should be a lot of offensive firepower um, in both schools. And, I mean, CSU's making some noise, too. Justin, yesterday you got a couple key signings here. You were telling me a little focus on athleticism, versatility. Um, seems like they've got some, some clear ideas over there.
1: Yeah, I mean, they – They have an identity with the approach that they recruit. And it's just nice to see like they they want guys that are hyper athletic. They don't want necessarily positional experience. They just want guys that, you know, are probably playing skill positions for their high school team, because generally speaking, that's what high school teams are going to try and do. They're just going to put the best athletes. They're going to give them the football. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're going to do at CSU. They're converting a couple of wide receivers to linebacker. They're converting a couple other guys to safety. I believe they have 19 guys that also run track. They've got a plethora of three sport, uh, three sport athletes, even four sport athletes in some cases. And I, I just think it's a, a method that's going to work out well for CSU, particularly on the defensive side. Freddie Banks. I mean, you look at what he did with Troy Anderson at Montana State, taking a converted you know quarterback guy that also played you know some receiver running back stuff as well. Bringing him to the defensive side, he ends up being a second-round pick at linebacker. So i I just think if you're a program like CSU who's not pulling in those four and five-star guys out of high school, you've got to get a little bit creative, and you've got to be able to identify plus traits, coach those guys up, put them in a position to succeed, and that's how you end up, you know, if it works out, you know, be in a program like Utah or you know Oregon yep. State. You just get guys that were undervalued good athletes aren't necessarily playing the position you want them to at the time, but you figure it out. That's good coaching. I get there's a lot of hype going on for CU as there should be this class that CSU signed is very impressive. It's the number three G five class. It's the number one in the mountain West considering the season you just had. I mean, both of these schools, you know, you're coming off of one and eight and three and nine seasons respectively. I mean, to do that, to be, you know, some of the top Rated recruits in your respective conferences. That's a testament to these staffs.
2: What about a, what about CSU's transfer portal class? What have they What have they been doing there?
1: You know, it's they're a little less active in the portal. They're certainly trying. It's it's not for a lack of effort. They've had a little less success this time around than they did last year, and it's not surprising to me because I was actually talking to Jay Norvell back in July out in Las Vegas. And he talked about that. He was like, you know, some of this NIL stuff, it kind of really hit the fan about two weeks after we came to CSU and got a lot of these guys to sign. He's like, I don't know if we would have been able to sign all of these guys we brought over, you know, the Tory Hortons of the world, mm-hmm. if it was this cycle, because, you know, you're going to get a bigger school throwing a bunch of money at them. We have seen that kind of play out this time. There were a lot of guys, you know, from Mountain West programs, especially that CSU was active on. I think they probably would have landed last year. They ended up, you know, going to to power conferences, you know, Arizona State, for example, landed a couple of Nevada transfers that I expected CSU to be in the mix on. Mm-hmm. They did get Dallin Holker, a tight end from BYU, former team captain, uh, gives them some experience there. He was productive going back to his true freshman season. This time around, they, they kind of leaned on the FCS a little bit more. And that's also unsurprising given the roots of this staff. You've got Freddie Banks who came over from Montana State. Adam Tillepal coached at Montana state, uh, Buddha Williams, the defensive line coach coached at North Dakota state. So again, you know, they're, they're kind of just trying to find those under the radar, you know, above, a, above average athletes with, you know, plus traits and just hope you can coach them up and get lucky on a couple of them.
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, it's kind of been fun following both, man. Um, and anyways, credit to you guys who I'm always very proud of and enjoy following your work this time of year. Um, and we didn't really plan to stay as local as we ended up being there for for the start of that show. So I appreciate that. Um, more nationally, as we kind of adjust to some of the the movement in college football, I think the big transfer, um, just focusing on quarterback is Devin Leary going from NC State to Kentucky. This is a guy who preseason, I think plenty of people had ranked right up there with will Levis or even ahead. Um, so for him to go into that really nice situation over there, um, is great. And our little group chat's been popping off about DJ Galeri, who it seemed like was locked into going back to the Island. Now it seems like UCLA might be back in the mix um UCLA in on a ton of quarterbacks aside from like on the recruiting trail and in this freshman class they also got Colin Lee on threes reporting who um, Kent State, right from Kent State so um they're
2: just loading up and
0: I, I thought I was coming back right
2: I don't know he's been there so long <laughs> I don't know this um, feels
1: perfect for Chip Kelly a guy who I, I mean, based on everything I've read, I never covered Chip Kelly, so I don't want to act like I'm a know-it-all with like his recruiting approach, but based on a lot of the stuff I've read, you know, kind of what pushed him out at Oregon at the end, in addition to wanting to succeed at the NFL, was just that he didn't really like the grind of going out on the road yep. having to recruit these high school kids for nine right. months a year. In the NIL era, you just throw a bag at him. It's like two weeks of really right. hard work and you're done. It's, it's, I really think we're going to see the second coming of Chip Kelly in this era.
0: You throw a bag, you throw it to guys, you have more certainties to their ability to translate and actually work out. And yeah, the bag comes connected to, oh, you also get to be in LA and UCLA and this nice school and nice facilities and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, where DJ goes is really intriguing. I think we were all hyped about Hawaii. I don't know how we feel um, about UCLA being in the mix. And I even see Fresno State as maybe outside chance here being mentioned.
1: Can I make the argument that Hawaii would be a much better landing spot for him? DJ needs to reinvent himself. DJ has been in the spotlight going back to that Notre Dame performance. And we all had these massive expectations because of that one performance and obviously a five star. I mean, one of the you know, most highly touted guys coming out of high school. I think going to Hawaii, playing in those late night games, playing in an offense, you know, in a modified run and shoot, that's going to give him an opportunity to show that arm, spread the ball around against worse defenses. I just think there's an opportunity there for him to kind of, you know, rediscover himself and and reinvent his game and kind of remind people, you know, why we all got excited about him without the pressure of being under the microscope, because UCLA is going to be expected to be, you know, in the mix. And I get that Mm -hmm. all these guys, they want to be the guy at the top school, but I just wonder if going to the Island, getting an opportunity, you know, to play for a guy like Timmy Chang, one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time and just a genuinely good dude. I think it could be big for him. I really do. It'd be a lot of fun.
2: I do too.
0: I mean, and gosh, could he make it work in a complete air raid? I don't know. But uh, his, his physical tools, as soon as he shows any positive success, everyone's going to be ready to forgive all the crap we saw the last couple of years.
2: That happened this year. What game was mm-hmm. it where we all three of us got on here yep. and were like, DJ, guys, he's back. Yep. And then the very next week, it was like, oh, shit,
0: never mind. <laughs> Yeah, so Hawaii's intriguing, but on I mean, Fresno, like what they've done the last couple of years, I think would be as intriguing as any. UCLA, less so. Just plain and simple, less so.
1: I'm not even sure he gets on the field at UCLA with yeah. all the quarterbacks that are bringing in, and at that point, like, what's what's the point?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he is an L.A. kid. Yeah. So he's got that going for him.
2: I'm pretty sure his brother was a top recruit in this class. Also, he committed to Oregon.
0: Five star edge. Interesting, huh? Mm -hmm. They're um, yeah, they're Saint John Bosco kids. So you know, always one of the top schools. Um, we've got some top dogs: Brennan Armstrong, Spencer Sanders, Grayson McCall, who have yet to pick schools. Jake Sky, the jerk, went from BC to Pitt. So uh, could be the next Kenny Pickett. Don't don't see that as uh, unlikely at all. Cade McNamara, who just last year was playing in the playoffs, quarterbacking a Michigan team. He's going to Iowa. Iowa, one of those programs where fans are absolutely losing their minds right now. Um, extreme frustration that it feels like they aren't adjusting to this new era and all their top recruits are just getting swiped away. Um, It's going to be interesting to see how Farence, uh adjusts. Graham Mertz going from Wisconsin to Florida?
1: Where was he originally?
0: He was at Wisconsin. I know, but having not he transferred from Wisconsin to Wisconsin
2: so. from somewhere? Okay. No, he, um, he started as a true freshman, I believe, at Wisconsin. That feels disastrous. Correct me it's, if that's- I'm wrong
1: yeah no you're spot on to put it in perspective csu felt like they had a pretty good opportunity to land Graham mertz so i don't i don't really foresee that working out so great at florida
2: um what is florida doing i don't know asu fans are hyped about drew pine they got him from notre dame yep yep um is just going
1: full transfer. I mean, they got Mel Kwan yeah. Snow from ASU, Aaron Frost from Nevada. They they've got some intriguing talent coming in. I mean, that should be obviously a school like that is able to succeed right. in this era. They've got money. For sure. It's right. gorgeous year-round. I mean, having a yeah. bunch of, you know, beautiful girl women, you know, on campus, uh, women girls, I don't know what you should say in that context, but you guys know what I mean. It should be easier I'm to you. <laughs>
0: send it with women i like that arizona gets justin flow not a quarterback but since we're in state um i like that haynes king who was you know he was supposed to be the guy two years ago with that top 10 ranked aggies team he is leaving a to go to georgia tech georgia tech losing jeff sims to nebraska
2: so you know a little musical chairs you love to see that um, um, my f- hey, favorite guy, yeah, though, Dorian Singer. He was a Colorado target, um, CSU target two weeks too. ago. There you go. He was amazing for Arizona this last year. Now he goes to fucking USC, he gets to play with Caleb Williams, Michael Jackson, Taj Washington. Um, who else is there on that team? I mean, all the guys at receiver, there's 8,000 of them, and now he joins them. Brendan Rice. Um Mario Williams, tell me when to stop. You're kidding me. Yeah, dude. The rich it's, get it's...
1: richer, man. It's... Holy
2: cow.
1: I leading receiver
2: I, in the pack last year.
1: Yeah. It's just one of those where like that's bad. What did we think was gonna happen? I guess in hindsight. I don't know. I just remember going oh. back a couple years ago with Nick Saban talking about it and him just being like, You sure this is what you guys want? You sure? Because we'll play it better than you do. And they did. And they have. This whole transfer thing has gotten a little... I mean, like JT Daniels, He's that his fourth school now? Yeah. To Rice, bro.
2: He was playing for Georgia two years ago.
1: Like, if you played at three power five schools and it still hasn't clicked, maybe it's you. Maybe it's you.
0: It definitely is you. There's no doubt about that. It is you for sure. No doubt about it. Um... So, yeah, any other notable transfers or uh, movement within the college football world you guys wanted to?
1: uh, There's um, some Mountain West receivers still in the portal that are either going to probably end up at Pac-12 schools or potentially CSU. One guy to keep your eye on uh, Josh Kelly coming from Fresno State and then Kyle Williams coming from UNLV. Williams is mm. being recruited hard by CSU. Also, picked up a, an offer from CU recently. It's interesting; they don't go after a ton of the same guys, but it does come in like CSU and CU were in on Landon BB, Missouri State offensive line mm-hmm. transfer. He took official visits to both. CSU felt pretty good. Obviously, CU ended up signing him in the end. It's wild times, man. It really is wild times. Like you have to oh. keep up with this stuff every single day because it just is constantly shifting
2: no joke uh ray davis kind of fun
1: Randall, it's running oh, oh it's yeah a ton, ton of fun of
0: yeah. content creator yeah. Yeah. it's just chaos it's chaos but it's why like doing a segment on it isn't the worst idea because it's like right. while you were sleeping these are the things that are happening in college football we'll give you another few updates throughout the year because definitely last year's preseason i was kind of like wait what's going on brendan rice is at USC and Christian Gonzalez is at Oregon and Aaron you know, Williams and Jordan Addison are also at USC. Like catch me up. So yeah, I'm I've
2: adjusted this year and we're just staying on top of it now, you know? Uh Ray Davis, who was the third leading rusher in the SEC last year for Vanderbilt, is now playing at Kentucky, um, which is a fantastic fit. He was a buffs target. Also, uh Trey Sanders, I believe he is. Dion's nephew or something, but he was a five-star running back at Alabama. Went through a lot of injuries. He's still in the portal. Um, I think that's about it. Eric All, Michigan tight end, joins Cade McNamara at Iowa too. Ohio, guys!
0: Yeah, maybe Iowa falls on its feet just taking the Michigan. You know, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's, the grads. Yeah, that might just work out just fine. Who cares? Trey Sanders, I love coming out. Uh, IMG Academy, explosive, really low to the ground. Um, So very intrigued to see where he goes. Though of course, he needs to stay healthy. And, yeah, quite a nice little backfield that Stoops
2: is building out there in Old Kentuck, huh? I just feel if you're a Vanderbilt,
1: oh, go ahead, Jake, I'm sorry.
2: I was just going to say, Ray Davis is going to run for a ton of yards next year. Go ahead. It's a great system. Yeah, great system, folks.
1: I uh, Just kind of going back to what I was saying earlier about the chaos of the portal and stuff, as fun as this is, it also is disheartening depending on who you root for. Like if you're a Georgia Tech fan and you watch Jameer Gibbs go to Alabama or, you know, you're a Vanderbilt fan, you finally make some progress. You know, you go five and seven, almost make a bowl. That offense was explosive. And now you watch your star running back, not only transfer but transfer inside your own conference, like just it—it's it, hard if you don't have the resources anymore. Like this it's never been harder year, to be. Yeah,
2: this was literally CU nope. this time last year.
0: Uh, Jordan uh, Addison's uh, the one that I'll never get over.
1: That and it's why conference. Narduzzi's pissed. Like people, he talked about it a week ago. You know, just the tampering and how there's literally zero repercussion and all these, yeah. you know, people that barely follow the sport are quote tweeting them like, "Oh, why would you want to play for this guy? He's anti." Players getting paid. He's not anti players getting paid. He wants them to get paid appropriately. Like, there just needs to be some transparency here. Like, you know who is going to be an NFL free agent and you know when that timetable is going to look like. Right now, you can just quit whenever you want, middle of the season. It's whatever. You know, like guys dropping left and right. I I just, I don't know how you build a roster in this. And so it's going to be really interesting to see kind of how this dynamic shifts these next couple of years. And you know, it's going to work out for some schools for a couple of years. You know, like if you've got Deion Sanders, obviously, you know, you're going to do pretty well in the, the transfer portal. But, you know, then what happens when he leaves? Or if you're CSU and you're doing really great right now you're getting all these high school kids, what happens three years from now when, you know, USC starts throwing money at all their guys? Like I've, I've heard some rumors that, you know, Jack Howell has had some money thrown at him uh, by Adazio at A&M, actually, that was a Ram Nation rumor on the message boards, wow. you love that interesting stuff, but we'll see I don't know it's just interesting I'm not trying to be like the old man yelling at the clouds but I do think that coaches particularly like if you're in Arduzzi at Pitt you know a Jay Nordell at CSU you've got some legitimate gripes like I do think there are some things here we could kind of fine-tune to just make it a little bit I don't know more straightforward
0: for sure yeah. uh no doubt no doubt right now it's uh it's full-on wolf capitalism uh, and so yeah. um the rich and powerful are able to flex on the slightly less rich and powerful than them um and it's just the nice little uh, chain of command that's being created and i think the fan base is most frustrated are like iowa being like okay get in line bro like you're supposed to be poaching guys from illinois and like the best g5 guys you know like you can survive guys being poached from you but make sure to poach from who's it's appropriate for you to poach from you know Uh, well that's what we're gonna see
1: who can adapt like the coaches that adapt are gonna be successful the coaches that while you can complain, you can point out the flaws in the system. That's all fine and dandy. You still have to adapt, evolve or die.
2: 100%. Exactly. There, there is, I mean, this isn't a groundbreaking take, but coaching matters tremendously, especially in this age. Like, you have to kind of get it. Players are guys like Deion Sanders, uh, Jim Harbaugh, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Dabo to some sort. They get it. Um, the, lack of a better term, dinosaurs that are still coaching a lot of uh, – college football programs don't get it, and they're falling behind. DraftKings Sportsbook, official
0: sports betting partner of the NFL is our go-to for betting the NFL this season. uh, Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets. If they do, you can take advantage of some Really nice big favorites this week and the upcoming weeks, and that's on top of all their amazing promotions, Step up the same game parlays, boosts, uh, the app is amazing, all the futures they have to offer, you know, Jokic MVP, all of a sudden, hot market again, we've been talking up Bryce Young, first overall pick. Uh, there's plenty of value to be had. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: Also want to shout out the homies over at Breckenridge Brewery. Breck Brew has a beer for any occasion. There's no better way than watching a game and and having, you know, your ice-cold Breck Brew in hand or, you know, being around your loved ones. It's the holiday season. Go pick up a 12-pack. Sharing is caring. Breck Brew has been doing it all for 32 years, and it really just comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. We stand a conscious company. And what's cool is they just have a really nice variety. The Buddy Pass recently came out. That's great. Of Christmas ale. You can get a nice little mini keg at the store feeling festive. You can keep it simple with the avalanche amber ale. That's typically what I'm going to go with if I'm not going a uh, sour. Jake and I are both very pro mountain beach. Mountain What's beach. great about brick. <laughs> mount, yes. Mountain beach. Even when it's minus 40, get in that state of mind. Ooh, oh, yeah.
2: You have no idea how many mountain beaches I'm going to crush at this Christmas party tonight. While it's <laughs> 10, minus it's 10 outside. <laughs>
1: If you need a Christmas idea, last-minute holiday gift idea, enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's nice list Sweepstakes. That's at breckbrew.com. You can also check out the Breck Beer Locator, which is going to tell you the closest liquor store, grocery store, whatever near you that offers all of Breck's awesome products. Check it out. You love Breck. We love Breck. Shout out, Breck.
0: Nicely done. Um, bowl games. Feels like we had a good first week.
2: Predictions competitive went games. Well.
1: I mean, we got the Liberty one wrong, so that one was a bit unfortunate, but overall, not a bad start.
2: We well, nailed Oregon State, though. I mean, oh, that was yeah, easy I mean, money mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a curb Las,
1: stomping.
0: Las Vegas Bull was outstanding, Jimmy Kimmel Bull was outstanding, um, Wasabi Fenway Bull since he Louisville, um. The book was right. It didn't make sense why they lost Malik Cunningham and they were favorites. Well, well we figured that one out. I think mo- I think for the we most part we were on Troy, right? Yeah. Um, I think we so. Took we took them to cover. Fresno
2: State too. We got Fresno.
0: Yeah, yeah Fresno was a uh, was a uh, nailed it, and my talking shit about the Mac didn't prove out because both Eastern Washington and Toledo pull off some nice wins. So I guess that's where I went wrong. Um, So yeah, we started back up with Friday, December 23rd, Louisiana at Houston wake at Mizzou. I'm excited to see Sam Hartman if he plays.
1: That's the yeah. big thing is just if he plays, that's a fun game. If not, not super intriguing. we got Air Force playing Baylor as well. Um, yeah, I, how do you see that one? Well, I, I picked Air Force straight up last week, and all the action seems to be going towards Air Force. It was Baylor by a touchdown. Now it's Baylor by three and a half. It's supposed to be really cold, um, like single digits, I think, potentially for this game. I think that's got a favorite Air Force who plays in the Springs. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a game in Colorado Springs when the wind is ripping at night. One of the coldest places I've ever been. It just feels like absolute hell. I like them in this circumstance. Option football, veteran team on both sides of the ball, going up against a Baylor team, which, you know, who knows how excited they are to actually be there. And when you factor in the weather and the toughness and just how relentless it is going up against this team, all of all the circumstances are are pointing towards air force in my opinion. And I like Baylor. I think they're a good team. Hmm.
0: I mean, sounds good to me. Honestly, I also want to hear what you think of this middle Tennessee, San Diego state matchup, Justin.
1: That one's really intriguing because middle Tennessee has been all over the place. Like some games they're throwing 40 on the board, San Diego state, offensively, it was such a struggle. They kind of found an identity late, and I think it's why they're favored fairly big in this one. Seven points, I see. That feels a little steep, though, Mm. with how Middle Tennessee has that quick strike ability where it's like they're not necessarily the most consistent, but they'll hit you over the top for a 60-yarder.
2: Right.
1: I I like Middle Tennessee to cover the seven, but I do like San Diego State to win.
0: Should we get right into some of these bigger... uh... Bulls here, starting with Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Let's do it. But these are so hard because, like again, Spencer Sanders, Sanders isn't going to play.
2: No Mertz or Sanders.
0: What am I to do with this? And Wisconsin's a three and a half point favorite. Again, going like just blankly taking all the dogs. Well, Wisconsin should be the dog at face value. They're six six against seven and five Oklahoma State. But then with everything, all the other added factors.
2: Who's their coach? Who is Wisconsin's coach? Didn't Jim Leonard say that he wasn't, he left the program? And Luke Fickle's not coaching already, is he?
1: Yeah, it's an interim coach. I don't I think they just elevated one of the the quarterbacks coach or whatever.
2: Give me Oklahoma State. state Oklahoma State covered
1: six straight ball games. Just throwing that out there.
0: Gundy knows, Cundy knows. Bo Allen's going to be the one that scares you here. But aside from that, should be good. How about Kansas? uh, Kansas? arkansas um famously arkansas state that guys like les miles pronounce Arkansas, so it's really like kansas against kansas um shout out to les miles man what a blast from the past that guy is at some point both these teams were like hot yeah but these teams were like ranked and like had us all optimistic for what what the little guy can do in college football Well, they're actually playing the Liberty Bowl, and they're both six and six. So, you know, Cinderella turned into a pumpkin pretty quickly here.
2: But um, Hogs favored by three. I'm taking the SEC team.
1: Arkansas has lost three of four coming in. So has Kansas. Something's got to give. Kansas is the more fun team to bet on. I'll say that with their their offense in a bowl-type scenario. I could see them getting hot, Sanders at quarterback, kind of just make some big plays.
2: Is this a K.J. Jefferson statement game, though?
1: I refuse to buy into him anymore because every time, just like freaking Florida, every single time I start to come around, I watch him, and then they almost lose delivery at home. And it's like... What are you doing, man?
0: Yeah, it's tough. In
1: Kansas, they're more fun, and I think it, this game means a hell of a lot more to Kansas than it does to Arkansas. And the wonky bowls, that's why I'm betting.
0: That's what it is. It's like, when's the last time they were in a bowl? How much does it mean? It just means more. to Kansas, not the SEC team. You talked me Let's into the J. There you Let's go, consensor rock chalk, um, Oregon and North Carolina, Bo Nix against Dax May.
2: Why is this line so big? That's what I was going to ask you. I I don't like understand he, what's going on. Drake, Drake play, May, right? sorry. Yeah, he, he should for sure. And Bo Nix is
0: coming back, so I'd assume he's also going to play in this bowl.
2: Or he's lost guys to the portal.
0: Yeah, like Justin Flo. I mean, not huge They're guys, some but some guys. Uh huh. Will guys like Christian
2: Gonzalez be playing like their top pro prospects? Give me North Carolina, then. There's no way I can lay this number, dude.
1: Give me the under as well. Seventy-three and a half is
2: just a lot of points. Mac Brown's showing up for this one.
1: Yeah, also. this is a game that means something to North Carolina. Like they, you know, they're they're trying to prove that, like, you know, they're on par with something <laughs> in terms of the ACC status. And- <laughs>
0: The book's telling us something. we got to find out what the book has yeah, telling us. Yeah, we're missing
1: there. something. Yeah, we're because missing something. Because it's way too much confidence mm-hmm. in Oregon. Um, we're missing something. Do
2: we know if Josh Downs is playing? He declared. I'm trying to find out right uh,
0: now. Then almost certainly he is not.
1: Yeah, if it's 14 and a half, I'm guessing not.
0: That's a bummer. Uh, I, I like, like him. Whatever. One of many oh, he's, intriguing he's wide receivers. receivers. Yes. Um Tackle on this. You know, you guys feel free to throw up picks if you want. Um,
2: Oklahoma at Florida State. Uh, how do Oklahoma get this ball? All right, give me Florida State in this, man. I By don't... a million, right? Yeah. Nine and a half could be 19 and a half. I'd still lay it on the Seminoles. We've been down on OU since. February, March last year, and I'm still riding on that train.
0: Oh yeah, Venables, big like two thumbs down. Yeah,
1: Florida State, eight and four against the spread this year as well. So been pretty consistent at covering. So you gotta love that.
0: Come on, that's great. Now you do worry that Florida State probably without a few of their top pro guys, right? Like first and what have you, but um
2: Texas that- coming back though
0: right that's huge that's huge um and jake would know because he covers the program that only coaches florida state recruits um (laughs) they don't even bother recruiting their own they just go to the rankings
2: see what's florida state doing prime's uh prime's recruiting nationally we got a london prospect (laughs) in man love that um
0: texas at washington this Alamo bull kind of gets me hyped. It's kind of like yeah, a, yeah. a game from another era. Uh, Penix is playing, or is Panix the player? No, he's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, we're going to get you, right? I so, assume so. This should be a good one. Longhorns by Flynn? What? It is in Texas, so I get it, but...
1: Here's a fun fact
0: for you. Go Huskies.
1: Yeah, I like Washington. They're currently ranked 12th. The team ranked 12th in the AP poll has covered the spread in each of its last seven games. Shout out DraftKings Sportsbook for that fun little stat. Fact.
2: Amazing.
1: But... Stat.
0: Holy shit, you can't go against that stat.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> that's profound. I do kind of worry about the trenches, though. I think Texas may have an advantage there. Um, I don't. Is Bajon playing? It's so. What is? God damn how do you it, you even guys! Bet or pick these games when you don't know who is playing.
0: Um, I think we need to hire like a fourth to be on this show, and they're just on top. <laughs> just of to keep track of it. Yeah, just bull. Who's who's attending the Bulls? Um,
1: there have not been any news stories about Robinson opting out. So as of now, I am operating under the assumption that he is playing. But Uh, we'll see.
2: That scares me. Give me Washington. Yeah. Um,
1: Straight up or to cover?
2: Plus four, I think he means. Straight up. Penix, um, bro, Panix those darts. He's
0: su- he's such a Pac-12 guy now. You know, it just it took a year. And you watched yeah. him this year. <laughs> no, he's
1: good. He's yeah, so he, so you have so fully assumed player. Henry's identity. I know. I know. I know <laughs> I'm, big right fan, I'm <laughs> a big fan. I'm a big fan. I was
0: a fan when he was at Indiana. You know.
1: Yes, exactly. I was
0: all over the Panix train. Maryland, that NC State. Give me the Terps. Leary's out. Talia in. I believe. This is the year of the Tagovailoa's. I'm all in on Talia and the Terps in that one.
1: Maryland was frisky this year, too. They were. They were in every game. They were. They had dropped a couple of Big Ten games that really would have flipped their entire season around.
0: Yep. And if he's playing, look out for Jaden Daniels, the left tackle, who's a legit pro prospect, real athleticism, real dancing bear. Um,
2: Notre Dame at South Carolina.
1: Give me Notre Dame.
2: well, who's playing quarterback? Because Pine has gone to Arizona State now.
0: Well, and is Rattler playing? South Carolina like, had some huge upsets this year.
2: I kind of like the, the Gamecocks and Spencer Rattler in this spot here. Mm-hmm.
0: I kind of do, too. I don't know what to make out of Pitt, UCLA. We need our intern to tell us who's starting at quarterback for the <laughs> Bruins in this one. And um,
1: did it slow this? But the at, least
0: is no, was, at least slowness is leaving yeah. too. at least I know it's not slowness. So that that I've got. That's, to That's a point. win, <laughs> right? Um, but who's starting a quarterback for UCLA? That's the disappointing part. And then we close it out. Tennessee at Clemson. Amazing. Hendon
2: Hooker hasn't declared yet. Does he declare, boys? In the end, what's the prediction? What is he classified as this year? Do we know? Uh j- junior, I believe.
1: Junior, but he's got one year left because of COVID too.
2: He's twenty-five. Oh no, years so over, like, senior. 20. He's a senior. Yeah. Well, and he's got a torn ACL. He may not even play. Until... Oh.
1: yeah, duh, my bad. I think he has to declare because Shit. if he doesn't, he's just too old. Like if you if you are going to declare for yeah. the NFL draft, it's now or never.
0: It's Clemson. <laughs> It's Clemson. We see this every year. There's like a high-profile bowl, and it's one team that's like, okay, we can really set the foundation for next season, and the other team's like, uh, this is meaningless. We don't have any of our best players. And that's Clemson against Tennessee in this one. Okay, boom. That's it. We will get into the New Year's Six and everything next week. We might just do that next week. Straight up. We're going to research all these games. Research all these prospects and just get into the nitty gritty. I want more stats hub inspired stats of what the number 11th ranked team's record is the last seven years in bowl games. That's what we will bring to you next week. And then it's draft season. I promise it. And then it's draft season. First, the holiday season. Bless you all for the great, uh news on recruiting you've been bringing us college hoops always a pleasure very thankful for the both of you very thankful for DraftKings sportsbook the presenting podcast or sponsor of this year podcast and uh yeah merry christmas boys we'll be back uh next week okay merry christmas merry christmas Bye. later fellas